Galibab, howdy, and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number 15, even more Ernest in the Army. I'm Aaron, this is David. What's going on, soldiers? And we're back with we even made it. more to say about Ernest's last feature film outing. Uh, you know, I'm always impressed that we have more to say. I'm... I, I wouldn't say surprised, <laughs> but I'll say impressed. I don't think I'll ever have said everything in my brain about <laughs> all the Ernest movies we've watched. There's some things that are just stuck in there forever and are never coming still, in. Still parsing, still parsing. Yeah. The gears are still turning. <laughs> calculations that are running in the recesses of my brain, and they will not be finished until probably a f- moments before my death. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you learn the secret about uh, your world, your world as, as I, I see it. it. Yeah, of course. And I'm all armied out today. I'm wearing my army green. You are. And my dog tags. Can you hear my dog tags jingle? Oof. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, now that we've had time to think and research, what have we got on the docket? Well, we have a number of things, like the number seven. As in? Seven Delon. Seven Delon? What's that, David? Well, who would you say is, is the breakout star of Ernest in the Army? Who, who are we most impressed with, apart from, obviously, the man of the hour, Jim Varney? What about Kibby? <laughs> 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 oh, I really wanted to come up with like a, a pithy response to that, and I just I went blank, totally blank. Good old Kibby, uh, <laughs> the right hand man of President Omar Habib Zafudi. President for life. for life, yes. I mean, he was great. He's but... wonderful. I w- I wouldn't. No, we we had a certain response. I know we know who the breakout star is. Yeah, you're just you're being coy here. Is of what's happening? Of course, it's the great Christo Davids as Ben Ali, good buddy for life. I had a good buddy back home named Ben. I am good buddy now. Good buddy forever. But it turns out he's also a regular on a soap opera in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and the name of the soap opera, again, is uh, Seven Delon. Which uh, we just watched a couple episodes of. We did. I, I may also be mispronouncing that name because I don't uh, speak, speak Afrikaans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we found a bunch of clips. We found full episodes on YouTube that you can go check out. Because there are over 3,000 episodes. There are... <laughs> Of this soap opera, there are 3,762 episodes. <laughs> that is mind-boggling I to me. I feel like he... I was researching it, too, and it seems like he left for a period, and now he's back, because the episodes we watched were from May of this year. I mean, I think that happens a lot with television in general. People come and go as they get bored with the work, or they have other opportunities that come up. I'm so happy he's working. Yes, and uh, in particular, we also watched a a promo video for a Seven Delon-themed cookbook that All apparently right. came out. <laughs> That's what the first thing I found where I was like, yes. okay, where is Ben Ali now? And that is the first thing we found. And where he is now is pitching this cookbook by talking to the camera, wearing a vest. Being charming Being intensely charming, yes. I sprinkle fresh chili and ginger, squeeze lemon juice all over. Mm. Errol, we're hungry. Coming, two ticks. Perfect prawns, the perfect taste for any celebration. Come over, you invited any time. He winks at us. He does. He says, mmm. Yeah, he, he <laughs> you know, I, I said this while we were watching it. I, I have to believe that in the time that they spent together, Christo David's just absorbed, absorbed through osmosis everything that Jim Varney had to teach him about acting slash being intensely engaging. He, he is very charismatic in yes. this ad for the cookbook where he's wearing a vest. And 
<laughs> Very important detail. And in the episodes that we watched of the show, he has some great just like takes. I, I already where... <laughs> requested Aaron create some gifts of his, uh, his character's name is Errol on the show. Yeah. And some of Errol's reaction faces are, they might as well be earnest reaction faces. <laughs> there's some. There's one where he just looks so confounded and upset. Like, right. Well, I, I compared one of them to the, wait a second, if I've got this guy at goalie's eyes... How, How did, did he, he dial, dial the, the phone? phone? Yeah. And it's like, it's exactly that sort of like, I mean, it's it's a very like soap opera trope kind of thing. Yeah, but to have the zoom in trope on your opera. face. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, but it's also, it's intensely earnesty and that makes me happy. It makes me happy because I feel like he is carrying on the legacy. Yeah. Like a charismatic, expressive actor. Absolutely, absolutely. So Ben Ali lives. Yes. Lives on. He's playing a character whose name starts with ER. Hey. Oh, <laughs> O- only you would come up with that <laughs> that comparison. I didn't. That even... means something, except it doesn't. Ay, ay. And then, and then we, or inter- does it? And then we interview him later. It turns out he's like, yeah, I was like, I was trying to make a reference to Ernest, <laughs> one of my early roles. We gotta find that guy. I would say, but seriously, Christo Davids, please come talk to us. We would love to interview. Ooh, come you. to New York. Everyone comes to New York. Yeah, or unless you know, they don't. Telephones are a thing in our modern society. Erin would love to meet you in person. Yes, Erin would love to meet Errol. All of the ER names will uh, (laughs) converge in one location. Uh, He's great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might tune in to Seven Delon on YouTube. You were were getting into the the storyline of it. I was trying to figure out who's related to who. Okay, so Charmaine almost got poisoned by Vanessa. No, Charmaine almost got poisoned by Benita. Benita, And then Vanessa got upset. Well, sure. Yeah. Because she was like, you're trying to tear this family apart. Right. Lisa. And then Errol's girlfriend is mad because he wants to take a job at Brainwaves. Well, we think that's why she's mad. I'm not sure why she's mad. She might have had a tough time. Seven Delon. (laughs) Anyway, before we start, Seven Delon goes to podcast. Right. What else about uh, Ernest in the Army? What do we leave out? Oh, I remember something Mm -hmm. that I noticed in the credits of the film was that at some point, Ernest in the Army was called Storm and Ernest. Oh, that was in the credits? It Interesting. Was, that's what, yes. And like all the way at the end of the credits, it scrolls and it just says Storm and Ernest. Like they forgot to change the oh, name in the wow. credits. I didn't pick up on that. I thought you had just like found it through no, research, through your very intense and storied research. <laughs> it huh. says Storm and Ernest. So I think Ernest in the Army, I think, is the better title because you want the title to Absolutely. start with Ernest. I mean, er- Storm and Ernest has a sort of, it leaves room for interpretation in a way that like Ernest Rides Again does that I don't, right. I think you're right. Ernest in the it Army says it all. has always kind of been a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be clear. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What's he doing now? Ernest Rides Again is definitely the most unusual title because of it's that. It's the I'd most say. confusing title. Like, m- yeah. Storm and Ernest is a reference to Storm and Norman, which I found oh. out by Googling Storm and Sure, sure. Because I didn't know what Storm and Norman was. Right. And that, that's as much research as I did in that direction. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, well, from one Ben to another, uh-huh. let's talk a little bit about Ben Kosky, as, as played right. by uh, John R. Cherry third. One thing that I noticed in the movie, and this is something that we often pick up on when other characters appropriate the know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, it often comes oh, across yeah. as uh, snippy or it comes across as patronizing at times. Yeah. Well, usually it's like, hey, you can't say that. that that's earnest. That's thing. earnest. You don't word. get to say that. Yeah, exactly. Or like you have to earn it. You have yes. to earn the know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. You do. But it was interesting in this movie just because it, it almost felt to me, and I don't know if we ever double checked this, but it felt like Ben Kosky was saying know what I mean more than Ernest was in this movie. I didn't check that, but mm-hmm. I got that impression too. And it's not a thing where he earns it. He starts right away saying, know what I mean. Women love army people. Know what I mean? 
It's like an indicator. It's a thing that gives Ben power when he's allowed to say it right off the bat. It already right. gives him like a history with Ernest. The B just like, yes, they're close. And like Ben has earned the right already to say, know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it came off like he was kind of claiming it. Now, are you, now are you saying Ben is claiming it or John Cherry is claiming it? Um, A little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I'm because I'm, John Cherry, you know. Um, it's like, know what I mean, trademark. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, like if anyone can claim it, sure. he can. I mean, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, we have a thing that we will come to, not in this episode, but uh, know what I mean, home video <laughs> is yeah. a thing. Well, know what I mean, TM, you know, and the yeah. spelling of it. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. If Ben had spelled it, he would have spelled it K-N-O-W-H-U-T-I-M-E-A-N. Maybe it was a thing that John Cherry just said. And he was like, oh, I'll write this in. And then it just sort of became part of the Ernest character. It definitely character. was a know what I mean. Yeah, you, I don't know exactly who originated know what I mean because yeah. it's one of those things that everyone says anyway. Well, we know from uh, that Daniel Butler memorial speech that, what was it, Golly Bob Howdy? Yeah, it was Came from his from father-in-law. His father-in-law. Yeah. yeah, that we know. But yeah. know what I mean? I don't know how it worked its way in so often that they decided that should be the trademark. Or it might have been something that was in the script and then yeah. Jim did something interesting with it and then kept doing it and they were like well that's the catchphrase and i mean that's kind of his thing right it's sort of like pulling pieces from character types mm-hmm. to create like a fully formed performance being i can't believe we've never really had a detailed discussion about know, know what, what i mean, mean before. yeah <laughs> we haven't i think based on that realization we can safely say that maybe we don't yet know what he means <laughs> i guess we don't do, does anyone really feel like I do something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of the two of us, if anyone did. I think Ben knows what Ernest means. Sure, sure. He is Vern and he is Ernest. He is Vern. Actually, know what I mean stood out to me in this one also when Ernest said it because it's after the gummy, the nightmare gummy <laughs> scene where he yep. spits ooey gooey toad gummies all over Colonel Glut's face. When they finally get the gummies off, he says something like, see, I told you I'd get it off. And then it cuts to Ben who's like groaning and you hear Ernest in the background go, Know what I mean? I told you I'd get it off. <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, Ernest. It's not know what I mean. It's it's definitely a <laughs> know what I mean. Huh. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to say the thing that, like, like he had to say got it. Got it, got like, it. It was ob- the obligatory. <laughs> it's an obligatory. Know what I mean. Know what I mean. Got it. But it tickled me in how enunciated it was. <laughs> <laughs> Good old know what I mean. I find that I never say know what I mean. I always say, you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess my version of that is like, I'll explain myself and then be like, does that make sense? Yeah. I always say like, you know. Yeah. Yep. We all say something we just, like that. I mean, Aaron, I wish... we've, we've talked about how this podcast is life. As humans, we all just want to be understood. Yeah. We all want to verify that the person we're speaking to has fully comprehended. Sure. And, and also like establish a rapport where it's like, we're all going through the same stuff. Do you understand that I'm human like you? Exactly right. Exactly right. Do you feel the pain that I feel? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you hear what I hear? I feel like people in this movie actually do know what Ernest means. In what way? I think this is the most camaraderie he's ever had with like so many hmm. people. Ernest has buddies in this movie. Like besides his good buddies, Ben and Ben Ali. Sure. And good old Corporal Davis, Baby Cherry. Sure. The guys in the army, like the extras, the, the, the nameless soldiers, they yeah. also kind of seem to be buddies with Ernest. In that gummy scene, the gummy bear scene where they he has to get the gummies off of Colonel Gullet. Right. Like he says, come on guys, help me. And like a whole bunch of dudes try to help him pull it hmm. off. And they try to help him get leverage too. And You're like, right. They kind of follow his instructions. Is that like something innate about the army where it's like there's sort of of like that gung-ho kind of like togetherness? I 
think so. Like, it seems like the most accepting place that Ernest has ever been in. You're right. And, it, you know, obviously the most extreme example is probably Scared Stupid, where he has an entire yeah. town that loathes him in a blasé mm-hmm. way. But then there's also stuff more like Jail, maybe, where he's just sort of... He's kind of isolated it, in those. They're neither for nor against him. No. They're just sort of like, all right, Ernest... I know what you're all about without having ever <laughs> talked to there. you. You're over there. But the army seems yeah. to accept him, is what I'm yeah. saying. Like these guys, there's a scene where um, when they're in the truck with the AV club army guy, right. where they're talking about like Monday night wrestling or something. Like oh, Ernest says, like, you guys going to watch the wrestling? And they ask him who's Make some on. allusion to the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. I'm always delighted when- they're like, uh, oh yeah, good match. They're all into it. Ernest makes WWE references. They're like buds. Like, and they, they seem yeah. to just like kind of take him seriously in a way that most ancillary characters in other Ernest movies don't. Yeah. You know, it's almost like Ernest is like the the new kid on the block mm-hmm. insofar as he is the newest recruit into the army. The army so, reserves. The army reserves. Sorry. So <laughs> it's almost like instead of remember the new guy, it's like remember all of the new guys where it's like Ernest, uh... Ernest is like the one coming in, but he's the one we already know. And it's all these other people. And everyone else just They're just like, oh, yeah, you're here. Yeah. That's cool. Let's it's be friends. nice yeah. to see. It's weird. It seems like the army is not such a bad place for Ernest. It seems to suit him. Army will do him good. Army will do him good. Well, it kind of does. Yeah. He's a place where he can give his most earnest uh, I mean, d- uh, devotion to. He likes to be devoted to something. He likes to give himself wholeheartedly. Absolutely. He does not do things halfway. He is no. always He's always putting his full time and energy into whatever it is. Yeah. Army type things seem to be a recurring thing with a lot of the Ernests. We know that certain Ernests have gone to survival school. Right. We know that certain Ernests have been in Nam. That also appeals to his his desire to be like super masculine. Yeah. Too, which he clearly has some issues with. That's true. But I think issues this, in the sense that he has a desire. Something he's working through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's also, despite the fact that Ernest is by and large an indestructible human being. <laughs> yeah. He he does have like survival instincts, and he actually. Yeah, the way yeah, that he yeah, kind of, you're right. The way that his storylines kind of play out is always about him persevering, not only in a narrative sense, but in a way where it's like you you always get the sense as a viewer that like no matter what happens, Ernest is going to be okay. He's going to make it through it. He's going to be a survivor. Well, he's very tenacious. Like yeah. we've said, he's an unstoppable force that keeps moving forward no matter what you throw at him. And that would serve you really well in the army. It would, I think, and would serve the army really well. And then we know that this cannot be Camp Ernest. Oh yes, that came up we in know our that, episode. We know that Ernest goes to Camp Ernest, went to Vietnam, because he says he went to Vietnam. Right. And then Ernest in the Army, Ernest says that he's been a camp counselor. So the instinct is to think, well, it's the same Ernest. Right. No, because this is clearly the first time Ernest has ever been in the Army. Right. He doesn't mention Vietnam. He's not yet Army people. <laughs> he's never been Army people. Until, Never occurred yeah. to him to join the Army. Even so... when someone says, hey, why don't you join the Army? <laughs> it still takes a beat for him to be like... Maybe I should join the army. Say. The army. Yeah. Maybe that's it. So it's not Camp Ernest, but it makes me think, since the army does seem to suit him in whatever movie he's in, it it suits the Ernest persona. Yep. Is there a point in every Ernest's life, no matter which Ernest it is, that at some point he joins the army? 
And so, in this, for Army Ernest, it happened later in life. And we're seeing it. And we are seeing it. So but, you're saying like the Ernest multiverse, each yeah. each different iteration of an Ernest. Yes. All of them at some point end up in the army. Yeah. Is I'd that, buy it. I'd buy it. I would Absolutely. totally buy that. Like, are there certain things that every Ernest inevitably does? I mean, it seems like a lot of them drive cars, whether it's a NASCAR yeah. or a taxi cab. That might be like a common thing. Thing that there might be stops that every Ernest makes eventually sure. along his lifespan in this mortal coil. At some point, he has to do a stint in the army because right. it's just an Ernesty thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like milestones along the Ernest timeline. Yeah, and it's like, well, there's you some can, that are fixed points. You can do every you Ernest can do the timeline. out to the side weaving that yeah. we always describe <laughs> Ernest's lateral thinking as. But you're right, there are fixed points. I think that's a great way to put it. Fascinating. <laughs> I want to see like a chart of like the, Ern- the or various Ernest's lifespan. And uh, then the army could just be the squiggles. focal point, like where they all sort where of like converge. converge. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Ah, brilliant. The Ernest multiverse just keeps on giving. Yeah. I, I want to shed a tear how beautiful <laughs> the complexity is. Yep. Oh, I'm going to miss this podcast. Yep. Uh, we're not done yet. I mean, what else can we say about Ernest in the Army? I feel like there was something more to say about Cindy Swanson. Of course, Ernest in the Army, Ernest's love interest. Well, I know you, you've talked about, and I don't know when we're going to get to this, but you've talked about having a kind of battle of the, <laughs> of the earnest, earnest love, love interest. interest. And the not quite love interest. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have to figure out who is reigning love interest. Like a ship war. We have to have an earnest ship war. Absolutely. Mm, we might need to yeah. bring on a couple of people. We have to do that as, like an, a panel, as its own like thing. Like a panel of experts. Yeah, who is, who is. Do tell us, listeners. Yeah, who's, who's your favorite earnest? Uh, it can be either a straight up love interest yeah, or a or not, not quite, quite love interest. interest. They're of, all of, love interests. Of the women for Ernest, who is the most woman for Ernest? Who is the most? Yeah. See, I have a thing that's jumping to mind, and then I'm like, wait, what about this? Mm. Say. <laughs> Although there might not be one right answer because there are so many Ernests. I mean, by its nature, it's almost an entirely subjective <laughs> question, but. You know, maybe he could have lived happily with anyone if things had gone right, as it turned out, happily with no one. I mean, Ooh. that's love in general, man. Ernest, I'll always love you. We know. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? Peeling lips. Ugh, no, no more. That's no like more. a really bad saxophone player. <laughs> <laughs> Peeling lips, moral. I could see that existing in like the jazz era. <laughs> um. Oh man. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to close the discussion on the last earnest feature. I know. I know you're hesitant, but as without getting through the important things. Sure. As we always say, though, like none of this is a closing of the door or a tabling right. of any yes. discussion. We're going to have to have. We're going to have our inevitable earnest wrap up, mm-hmm. which you named and I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. I don't remember either. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out for the extra extra. We'll we'll fix it in, in post. post. Yeah. Oh, no. We got we got there's other stuff we we'll got to talk future about. Aaron yeah, and yeah, future yeah. David worry about that. I've alluded to some of the things I've been kind of researching and developing over the course of our podcast. Ernest Analogs. Ernest Analogs is high on my list. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Ernest Critiques. That's on my list. Ernest Critiques? What would that entail? Biting back at reviewers. Oh, yes. It's just where I yell at people who say Ernest sucks for like an hour or two. Maybe this can tie into the Ernest Love Interest panel, but Mm. I I have a... Maybe it could just be like a whole love theme show. I have a note in my, my Ernest list that's just, which Ernests would Aaron like to date? Well, we know... We do, but I feel like yeah, yeah. Okay, a more, a more direct, a more direct right, yeah, cataloging yeah. of them could be, so it'll be for the Ernest, entertaining for the Ernest P. Worrell, yep. Lothario. I will say I have a lot of things to say about uh, our next film that are, that are already in this list. Oh boy, oh boy, oh yep. boy. So 
next time we come back. Yep. We are discussing uh, the not beloved cult film that should be beloved and cult, Dr. Otto and the The Riddle riddle of the the Gloom gloom Beam. beam. Aaron is doing some sort of jazz Jazz hands hands for Dr. Otto. Yep. What a movie. What a film, Dave. We've now both seen it. We watched it. I had never seen it before. We watched it, paused for, I don't know, half an hour, and then went, yeah, we should watch that again. Yeah. (laughs) And then watched it again. I I believe I said in a conversation with you and one other person, Mm. uh, I'm just shy of being obsessed with this film. Yes. Because you know how I get with like films that I really like, and I think you obviously get (laughs) the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just about there where I'm just like, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam and I pass in the hallway and we both we both sort of like tip our hats to each other and we're just like, yeah, you got it, man. All right, Dr. Otto. That is what we will be discussing when next we meet. I will see you then. Uh, not if I see you Good first. buddy. Yep, for life. We cool. both thumbs up each other. <laughs> Nobody can see. Cool, so enjoy some prawns and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Oh, and please rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, yes. So people can continue to find this podcast and people can continue to be exposed to the brilliance that is the world of Ernest P. World. Yep, subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Tumblers, Tumblers the various fl- social horns. media. Yeah, whatever. Till next time. Take care, listeners. Viva the Barney. What do pears and What do cannot speak? What do pears and mouth? What do cannot see?